sipping together? No, I'm just, I'm going to drink half of it. Are you going to let him mama bird you? Not finish the other half. Where he sips a little and then spits in your mouth? <laughs> All right, cut that, cut that. <laughs> he, he has that idea and he says cut that because that's probably you and Jordan do. Probably. <laughs> How'd you know? Because y'all are weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> Pretty weird. So, um, what's today? Today, November seventh. December seventh. It's a Thursday. Yeah, you said November there, bud. Jeez, bud. Uh huh. Time's flying, huh? It is. Yeah, it really is. It's almost the end of the year. Yep. Uh, yeah, thanks. Man. So we got all our refreshments. We're sitting down, hanging out with the boys of Jared's place. Will's back with his beverage of choice. Coors Light with tahini on the rim, baby. Yeah. Tony, Tony congratulated me on the tahini on the rim. Yeah. At uh, El Zarape. Yeah. What do you mean by congratulating you for finding it or for suggesting it? No, no. He like looked at me, pointed at me. He's like, tahini on the rim. That's good. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Got the approval of Validation Loco. Validation from Loco. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of our <laughs> listeners have been to El Zarape and know like Tony. Or at least seen them because there's people around it Rome. It probably takes that, a while to know Tony. Yeah. Though. Yeah. And know that's which fair. one is Tony and stuff. They got a lot of people just running around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. They really but do. It's crazy though because he has sent like Rome locals to the park that yeah. was like mountain biking family and they, they showed up. Who were, who were the people that gave us shots that one night? That was a w- that was long time ago. near opening, and that was some random guy, and the guy apparently like crashed out that day. Yeah, and then we were at El Zarape at the same time. He recognized us and bought the whole table shots, including yeah. our guests that were hanging out with us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Steve. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I remember that one. Yeah, if you see us, buy us some shots. <laughs> I but not. Sure. I'm pretty sure Will passed that shot along. He was like, tequila. No, I think it was or, Chris. Uh, no, Chris, Chris passed drink. his shot along. I know Chris along. definitely did. That yeah. might have been who I was sitting next to. Yeah. Because I think I got somebody's extra shot. I was like, okay, then. You got I, at that extra point, shot? I was like, they're giving me liquor and I'm underage. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'll take it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You were just 21 back then, for sure. Your ID said so. No, I was 25, actually. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not funny. Well, at that point, We, no, got, we have young listeners. Well, that's not funny. Yeah. My parents knew about my fake ID. <laughs> that'll happen. That's called, yeah, that'll happen. It's called, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, you're not much different from the year before and now so i mean it's pretty common like <laughs> take your kid's wallet check all the compartments they probably have a fake id that we're talking about you lawson oh oh <laughs> got him busted I, if lawson has a fake id that'd be uh, hilarious the only, <laughs> the only thing <laughs> i'll no say way. we can't talk about it any farther but i just you were there will and i'm just wondering if lawson's got his background changed yet 
on his computer. Oh man. Yeah. No, we can't tell that story. Golly. It, but Lawson hit us up in the DMs. Have you gotten your background changed? <laughs> Did you hear that one? No. Oh, well, you can't tell it here. I know. Yeah. You have to remind me to tell you after the podcast. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. <laughs> Busted. All right, that's enough shit talk, probably, for yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 All right. We're well, back in the stew. Yeah, we are. It's Thursday. What's the date? December 7th. December 7th. If you asked Blair like five minutes ago, it was November 7th. Yeah, but I can yeah. cut that and we can use this lead in. So well, that's cut. all right. I Not thought anymore. the Messed 11th was our one year anniversary, but it's January 11th is our one year anniversary huh. for the podcast. We're getting there. Yeah. Getting there. Yeah, almost there. Yeah. 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 Um, I do know the one big event we got coming up next is December 17th. Yep. The Sorba Woodstock ride yep, day. That's correct. $15 of every day pass goes to Sorba Woodstock and the Trail Foundation. You think Nick Clark's coming out? He's a big Woodstock <laughs> Sorba guy. He's back in the Tetons, he's, isn't he's he? He's back yeah. in the Tetons, riding his snowboard. And I bet they're getting hit with some nothing. snow right now. Yeah. Drew and I were uh, watching some late night powder videos the other night. Yeah. We watched about like 30, 40 minutes of ski and snowboard, like, big backcountry like Alaska lines and stuff is pretty sick. That was pretty sick. Dude, you want to you want you can stay afterwards. You want to sleep over? No, cuz we got to be in early tomorrow. I got to wake <laughs> up in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> we can go deep on some ski films though if you want. No, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I got to finish the last Hunger Games tonight. Got to. Got to. Yeah, I've been watching through the Hunger Games this week on Hulu. It comes with the Hulu. I've just kept the Hulu at this point. I'm it's just, it's there you go. Fuck it. After you've been on Netflix for so long, Hulu has a, enough stuff to Hulu has a lot of different it, options. Like, yeah, I started watching um, Malcolm in the Middle again. They've got Everybody Hates Chris on there. Like they've got a lot of stuff I used to watch that I would like so, to watch again. I mean, one other like suggestion: I'd highly rate. In there, and I don't have as much time into it as I did with Always Sunny. So I'm thank you for watching Always Sunny because that's my all time favorite. Never finished it, still. It's a uh, you got through all the good stuff. Even you now, if you went and start rewatching it, I'd be happy because the beginning yeah. stuff's like it'll get you repumped for it again. But watch Letter Kenny slash Shorzy. Shorzy. I do but need to watch. Even that. the watch, yeah. starting the first few seasons of Letter Kenny are good. It's the same thing. It gets older as it gets on. You're like, uh but like first like five six seasons, you're like, this is pretty fucking funny yeah and then shorzy's pretty hilarious and i think they're about to drop season two or just did yeah but shorzy's good they chirp we get some new winter chirps in <laughs> they do chirp indeed um but yeah Hulu's refreshing yeah uh well while i'm thinking about it let me give you the fake forecast for the weekend it's been changing a little bit it's, it's drifting been kind of a weird week it's been cold and then kind of warm and cold and so tomorrow, Friday, low of 35 in the morning, high of 61, cloudy all day. Saturday, we're back up to 70% chance of rain, low of 50, high of 64, which honestly, Saturday will probably be a nice day with warmer temperatures and still 70% sounds like a lot, but it's still a low percentage chance of rain for us, which means it's like probably part of the day it yeah. might get rain that's not even looking at the hourly or anything that's just yeah, yeah that's just day. full day and then sunday 90 percent chance of rain low at 36 so it'll get cold on 
either Saturday morning or Sunday night and high of 62. We're back into the wet season, mm-hmm. which is nice because it's been a dust bowl for a long time. It has. And riding, I got some laps in in the wet last weekend. And mm-hmm. Come get your mudders. They're fun. Dude, it's a different type of slick. It's, and I think it's more fun. We always, we say it and it's just repeating it, but it's right now it's one of that time of season where when the rain comes in, it stays a little warmer. So the temperature's going up. Like it's, it does. We've had some cold days in the morning, but it's the the lows and the highs are yeah. both higher now. T shirt, like rain jacket, and just send it. Which is nice, especially when it's been so chilly. So that's not, never bad. Yeah. The sunny days will be a lot warmer. Like Monday is supposed to be sunny all day and the high is 48. Low of thirty one. So, where when the clouds come, the the heat comes too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, don't get discouraged by the rain. Get yeah. yourself a nice rain jacket, and we have showers and bathrooms to change in, and, a and bike showers wash for and your everything. Bike. Yeah. So, no reason not come out and get a motor in. They're mm-hmm. fun. It's a different animal. You gotta be mentally prepared for it more than anything. Like. You're going to get dirty. Your bike's going to get dirty. It's going to be slick and slower than you're used to, but it still is fun. Yep. It, for me, it's a lot of fun. I ride a lot, and it's a good change of pace. I think that's the thing, too, especially because you ride Jared's place a lot, too. So I ride like, a park a lot. And so it changes it up, like, almost 180, almost. Yeah. Like it, the trail's the same, but it's different. The upper trails get more grippy. The lower trails get way less grippy. That's pretty much the rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's just how it is. All the upper stuff becomes more grippy. Anything with any sort of clay on it on the lower oh, half, oh yeah, it's way slicker. Bottom double wide. I almost died on backwoods last weekend. Oh yeah, just the before the road. Um, yeah, before the road, so there's the wooden drop, yeah, right-hand berm, yeah. and then the split line. And where the split line is, there's like a smaller left-hand berm on the left side line, mm-hmm. like avoiding the gaps. And I just slid through it. Nice. Was, Drifting it. Yeah. Fun. Loose. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But that's that. That's the weather forecast. I'd say... If you got some some big boy pants to put on, put them on. Come on out. Come it's on a lot man. of fun. And, yeah. We have been running the flow trails more with wet weather. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've been. Last weekend, everything but air supply stayed open most of the weekend with a good bit of rain. I think, and it's not the best, like, the worst spot is lower double wide. Lower double wide gets the worst, but like to be fair, like not that bad though. Simple green, some of those corners get just as sketchy as like senior discount in the wet. Yeah, um, but like senior, the ride the ride line's so beat in on senior, like and a lot of it's, it's pretty sandy dirt on mm-hmm. on senior mm-hmm. and Kizzy Freeze mostly carpeted, so it stays pretty good. Yeah, and I just say that because upper double wide dries so fast because of the wind, especially right yeah. now with the like all the leaves down and everything, and like the that. dirt too. Like the mm-hmm. lower bit of double wide, the last section after the second road crossing is like 
purely red clay yep. for a lot of it and it gets really slick but right and which is a little bit if you're careful it's okay but yep. like in terms of getting it beat up we know we're gonna go redo double white sometime soonish so it's like yeah. that's the one part that's always like gets rutted and it's also like well it's only that one straight too like the turns actually hold good after that yeah. like the down down and the table's fine honestly for me like the it's more of a safety thing than yeah. a, like a trail thing at this point. It's like the only slick. things that get rutted are places where silt has built up. Yeah. Those are the only things that get rutted. Like the trail itself doesn't really take that much of a beating in the wet. Yeah. Especially because we tend to have lower numbers in the wet. Yeah. Um, That's fair. But it stays pretty good. Yeah. It's just sketchy. It like bike control right? yeah like, it is definitely the a place to go ride moto on on their trail map it's like they have a, a star rating it's one through six diamond star or six stars six diamonds whatever you want to call it and they say add it's either one or two stars onto every trail when it's wet hmm. it just like it becomes harder when it's wet basically which i mean you can apply the same rule of thumb basically to us like yeah when things are wet apply one rating of difficulty to it yeah like double wide becomes closer to a black in some places mm -hmm. yeah as long as you're prepared for it it's good mm -hmm. it's just a different type of riding completely and with our revamp on the climbing trail we're digging into the old climbing trail and we can kind of see the layers of dirt in there. And, like, there's some thick, compacted clay on the top. So that just turns into a different beast when it's just pure clay, hard pack, and a little wet. And it's just ice. Yeah. It's slick. It's, like, it's not going to rut up at all. It's impermeable. Yeah. It just, like, the top layer. Sheds water. It's just slick. Mm-hmm. I mean, today was my first journey up the new climb trail and like spending time working on it and everything like that. But when I was walking up, yeah, I stopped and that was the first thing I took. I was like, man, because you just see the first place where it's cut up and you've already like put a bucket like halfway through and you can just see everything. I got this cool to see. Like it is a thick old packed up layer. Yep. I mean, I crumbled it down and everything, but you could knock on it and it was like still hard and you had already put a bucket through it and like split it in half. Yeah. I was, uh, it was interesting to see, but the, the whole like experience of what the old climb trail was and then walking up the new one now and it's like how freaking awesome it is. It's like perfect for what we need it to be given we're taking a machine through there. Like you're killing it right now. Like Appreciate it's that. awesome to see them next to each other where you're like, that's the old one. Like, I think it was just like this. It was like, <laughs> this is, we built something similar. That's what it felt like. <laughs> because like, that's what it felt like when we yeah. built it and we had it and everything with how, how it looked compared to like the steepness of the mountain and everything. Like, that mountain is steep, but like, that's what it looked like when we first built it. And like, so now you're like, wait, no, this is, this one's way nicer. Yeah. It's just having them crisscross. It's like a relic going through. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be cool. They're nice viewing areas for certain parts of the trail. Especially in winter. Yeah. Like where the, I guess the second switchback is, but the first like real switchback, you have that first one that's like after the first short straight, that yeah. second one, such a good view from right there. I had like, 
I have to go. I've relearned. I knew the old climbing trail so well, not even because of biking, but like me and Chance just hiked it so often, just like yeah, always trying to wear him out and everything. And it's like now I have to relearn the straights and like the whole flow to it in terms of just like how far up yeah. the mountain you yeah. get per like each switch back and stuff like that. And yep, it's gonna like, be a little bit longer. It's definitely like you could almost I jog that at the like the gradient <sighs> that it is. We're gonna switch back a couple more times closer to the top, but I think we're gonna be about at the same amount it's the old one was 12 switchbacks i'm either like one below or one above that on this new climb trail i yeah didn't count them but when they're we just way it. longer they're just longer yeah so it's just like the timing and the perspective of like how long you've gone versus how far up you are is just way off in my head right now yeah but weird it will be more mellow it's, yeah. all, it's awesome pull off areas Mm-hmm. some pull-off areas some a rest lot areas. wider yeah a lot wider uh, uphill berms uphill berms in case you're thinking it's a downhill trail nope those are uphill berms for your e-bike it does look fun to come down now though way too fast i don't know we might have to test that out in a race league or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds fun but I'm definitely stoked for that. It's going to be nice once it's all packed in and all the berms are packed in going up. I was talking to Chris Ken about it, and he was like, what are you guys building up the top? I saw some trail with like a berm coming down it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a climb trail. <laughs> we rode, I've ridden and Blair's ridden Walden separately, but they have uphill berms there. And on an e-bike and they just they make a huge difference yeah it momentum is a big thing momentum on an e-bike mm-hmm. like it's one of the things on the old trail on the the straights weren't hard on an e-bike but the corners were really hard on an e-bike and, still they were each, hard on a pedal bike but each time though like it was just it was they were hard but it was mostly just because they're steep enough where you had no momentum you had to come down to like a stop and just try like itch, you had you had a break for them yeah yeah Break shift because like then you when you have the berm and you can keep the momentum you don't have to shift as much. Yep, and keep that gear and just like momentum through and power out. Mm-hmm. And they're not huge berms by they're any means. Huge, you're will crazy. Will, what are you talking about? They're small little things, <laughs> like a, a foot tall. But I still, I still think they're like they'll definitely help out. Mm-hmm. So I'm pumped for that. It'll make top laps a lot more accessible for everyone. Yeah, I was not about just to ask e-bikers. how much traffic you think is going to increase on the top trails. I think probably maybe for a little while it'll increase a good bit, and then we'll probably go back down to around normal because the the thing with top laps is still it's like a skill barrier. Mm. Like once you're up there. You still have to make it down something hard, though. There's a new cut into Ladybug from a midway point, which makes it more accessible to even go halfway up the climb trail and uh, get a little flavor of it before yeah, you. But, but you do have like two of you've got the two hardest corners yeah, of Ladybug right to get through. But yeah, so but that's also good on the flip side where. We've talked about it. It's hard to ride a whole trail just a session, two sections. Yep. Like people are like, I need to work this one section. I need to go back up and ride the whole trail. And it's like, that is like, especially those lower lower ones that are the hardest too. It's like easily sessionable now. So instead it of is. going all the way up the top just to work it, you can cut in right there and work it, 
redo it, work it, redo it, and kind of get dialed on it, which is a, a plus a little bit. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But couldn't we Some of to... our locals have been mentioning trying to get better at Ladybug, and now this will open up the opportunity because it drops them in right where he was wanting to work. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I struggle with that sometimes where I say, like, oh, I want to get better at something, but I never go session something, right? I just ride a whole trail and try to pay attention to it across a whole trail. Like, sometimes you do need to just be going, like, just ignore the whole trail and session one section. and Really beneficial. Mm. Yeah. Sessioning's hard on those switchbacks because walking back up them is incredibly difficult. They're yeah. steep and yeah. they're hard. Yeah. And it's, it's not an easy trail to go down or go back up mm-hmm. by any like, means. Rip to. And then, like, not short, but quicker little pedal, do it again. Yeah. So, hmm. sucked on that. We'll see. Um, I would estimate I'm about two-thirds of the way up right now. I'm basically at the back door entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, oh, we have to tie back into that, huh? Not necessarily. No, it's right there. Where the... Where he's where my last straight has ended is right. Yeah, you're tying back into the original. I mean, I might be a little less than two thirds, but it's about two thirds where backwoods is. It's a little, little. You're right, a little under, but you're close because then there's like cape and it switches back right there. On the other Uh, side, though, um, on pre roll, uh, there's a new switch back on the climb trail that butts up right next to that corner where. One in the chamber, back door, and pre-roll all meet. Yep. Yeah. That, there's a that difficult corner down there. There's a big old bench there now too. Yep. Nice little hangout spot. Yeah. I love that just the little natural benches you added, and then the, the width helps already, and then having like extra wide pull-off areas and stuff is going to be super nice. Yeah. It was already nice just to store tools while I was working. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Store my tools right next to the bench. Sit there, take a break, drink some water, grab the tool I need, and get back to raking. Mm -hmm. But the uh, I didn't break, but the machine broke. That's what I was gonna say today. Yeah, like thirty minutes before I would have been done for the day on the straight I was working on, tied in and ready to have it go for the weekend. It'll still go for the weekend if you're gonna ride upward laps. Still take the new climb trail. It's in good shape. It's still, you'll go past the machine and it ties into the old climb trail. But yeah, the Terry from, what is it, MetroQuip, where we bought our machines from, and they've supported us with some stuff. Shout out those guys. If you're in the Marietta area looking for machines or anything, MetroQuip, go hit them up. But he said he thinks it's probably the worm gear and the final drive hub. So something's messed up on one of the tracks where it won't go. Does it sound like an easy fix or no, very hard. He said, Don't take it apart. You've ever seen a watch being taken apart and the little springs fly everywhere? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> That's what he said to me. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, we can just we'll we'll get it in the shop and it'll be an easy fix for us. And I was like, Oh, um there's zero possibility of us getting it to you. It's in the worst spot of all time. Like, there's no way I'm getting it down, and there's no way I'm getting it up. Yeah. Like, it, I feel it's like stuck where it is. I feel like you could limp down. It would just be terrifying. 
I could limp down, but I would absolutely destroy all the hard work we just did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely destroy it. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Like, come on, Terry. Hike up the mountain. I'll take it apart. I'll fix it. You just got to tell me what to do and order the part. <laughs> bring the bring a tarp or something else so it's not springs just popping all over dirt. Just have a magnet yeah. sitting right there. I'll just catch them all. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so <laughs> Two thirds through. That's that. Uh, we'll perfect see. spot up the mountain. Already, like, how many? You have two straights fully um, plate compacted? Two and a half, including the first three. What, from the bottom? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been counting. No, that's a. Uh, we I was trying to watch someone walk down it earlier. The whole. Two. Yeah, I'm like two less than where Will is, I think. Four straights, um, plate compacted. Yeah. Two or three straights behind, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's just slow going. Mm -hmm. Waiting on rain, basically. Supposed to get some, hopefully. Yep. Yep. The rain from last weekend made packing very easy, very nice. Just I think if people do ride up and now, it's in a you could rideable state-ish right now. Like it's a little loose, but even that area is still pretty good all the way up until where like the machine yeah. is. And then it's definitely it's like, not ideal right now, but mm-hmm. still ride it. Mm-hmm. It'll get you up there. Yeah, about just as hard as hiking the old trail. Yeah. So just through some soft stuff. Yeah. I asked someone what they thought about the trail last week. He was like, it's really soft. I'm like, my tires are sinking so deep. And I was like, I meant like the new trail and the gradient and everything. I was like, yeah, I know. I know I'm not done with it. <laughs> I know exactly what tire mark we're talking about too. Yeah. Not that it wasn't his fault or anything. It's the only way to go up it, but it just wasn't packed in. And there's just like that one deep ass tire rut. All oh there. no, that deep ass tire rut was, um, it was our boy. Dan P. Yeah, it was Dan P. Oh, I, was I watched him put that rut in. Oh, yeah. He like was deep. spinning, spinning the whole way up. It was like right after some fresh rain and nice. it was just like sinking and spinning. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. The only way up. That's not done. We'll get it done. Now that whole first part is done, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, that Solid. is hard as a rock and it'll Solid be good. Already. Yeah. Quad pack, plate compact. Yeah. Y'all got good. that dialed. I was watching. The plate compact berm looks good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's good. I like it. Just run it up. Yeah. Yeah. Just run it. Um, I was watching you try to get the quad down. I was laughing. I was like, look at him. Look, look at him trying to get the quad around the turns and stuff. So faster than walking. No, I know. But then I was just, I was like, I was like, it doesn't look that hard. And then she was like, all right, you can drive the quad down. And I get to the first <laughs> turn. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> back it up. Back I, it I up. could very it's easily not, tumble down the mountain. <laughs> it's not bad going up because you can just. Turn into the the back slope and then back yeah. up and go up. But when you're going down, you gotta turn, stop, put it in reverse, go back, put it in first, take the corner, put yeah. it in second, go down the next straight, do I'm it all again. Like look over the water tank too, like see where the front is and everything. Like, I was sitting on Josh's toolkit and holding a box <laughs> of shit on my right foot. Yeah, yeah, coming down with the gas can wasn't very fun. 
No, it's not. It's <laughs> not. Going down with the gra- gas can and the grease gun's not either, but it's better than walking the it's gas better. can up. Yeah. Yep. Better than hiking. Yeah. This hike on this trail is better than the old hike every day. I can it tell is. you that. Yep. That's right. No trail deal is, though. That's the sad part. Or just going too fast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I posted my statistics from the old climb trail, my estimations I of saw everything. That. Did, did you check? I'll pull it up and read out my, my guesstimation numbers. Did you have your math validated? Validated by myself, yeah. Fair. Um, but we there was the one thing I left out is the old trail. It was freezing when we did it, and we had a fire pit. We'd move up with this every day, and... You know, you don't make it that far in a day bench cutting in that terrain. So the fire pit's always pretty accessible. And we had a little grade on the fire pit and make some trail quesadillas, trail dillas. Mm-hmm. Man, it was fire. It was good times building that old. It was the last good times. Time trail. That was like true team building for everyone. It was like a month of it. It was just grinding, grinding, pure grinding. Yep, there were a lot of um, upset will moments and lots of <laughs> 400 rips up to the top and down. Those were fun. 400 rips? No, not, no, it was the other one, the wombat. Oh, the wombat, yeah. 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 So here, the stats, I, I estimated three weeks, which it might have been longer. It was like. Three and a half. I think it was like yeah. just under four. Which three weeks for six people was like <laughs> five hundred twenty hours. I rounded to seven fifty or seven twenty. I rounded to seven fifty because we definitely had some long days in there, even if it was three weeks. And based off Strava data it being point three seven five miles, and I call it about a a three foot wide bench and estimated. By my rough math, which some places it was probably more than three cubic feet per linear foot, some places less. Yep. But 8,000 cubic feet of dirt, which is about 30 dump trucks. That's pretty good. Which is a, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I'd- that's 30 dump trucks is a lot. And that's not calculating all the rocks we moved. That's not calculating rocks. That's not shaving the loam. I think me and you led the trail most of the time, so that was shaving loam, then going back and cutting the dirt, and yep. then before that, moving the rock. About where your machine is now, about two-thirds of the way through after a very laborious time with ha- uh, pick hose and axes and everything like that, that's when Crean came in with his Sawzall and was like, oh, watch yeah. this, y'all. <laughs> and or, just cut stumps out. <laughs> yeah. We're like, uh, huh. We need one of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Cream with some OG now, knowledge. Now on the yeah. trail work, it is nice to still be able to have a sharp axe on the end of your your hoe and just be able to like the, chop something really quick. The axe-matic is so good. Dude, especially when it's sharp. Yeah. You can just like flip mm-hmm. it over and just pow. And then nice. you're not using that edge most of the time, mm-hmm. so that edge stays fresh. And try you to just protect pop it. some roots out. Yeah, try yeah. to protect it from the rocks and yep. use it just for the rooty boys. Yep. You know, slice them. Mm-hmm. But there are times where a proper pickaxe is very nice out there. The proper picks, it, like the weight of it, 
it's heavy, I, but it's for like driving and I want to buy I want to find like a good old head for just a proper really I want a a pickaxe. Mm. Like one side is the like flat horizontal blade and the other side is the, like the vertical axe blade because the axe is useful for the roots. Like the straight like the you mean spike like a, pick a firefighter kind of axe. Yeah. Where it's like an actual splitting axe head. No, like the, the we have one of them where it's like not not the spike, but like the regular matic side yeah. is the same, and then the back is like an axe, where you can like chop the roots. Oh, okay. Versus where it's like the matic and then like the spike pick. Yeah. The spike pick is also really nice, mm. but I like what I like about the rokos is the longer handle. Yeah. Because it doesn't break your back like bending over all day Mm -hmm. with the but the weight of the regular pick is so nice like you can just sledge through stuff yeah that longer rogue that you like using i cannot stand that thing no (laughs) no there's like no weight on it it's just like (laughs) there's no way tapping look at y'all's two body types that's why you all like two completely (laughs) different tools right like you're long, tall, and lanky, and you like that extra torque of that long tool. Will's or but I've a also little like, shorter, a little stronger. Not He's like, much I want, shorter. I, I swing. But I can it's easier get, to can swing dr- hard with the rogue hoe. The problem with that is I've broken like a dozen handles on those things yeah. because you can just... You're whipping it. You yeah. can whip them mm-hmm. with not that much effort, and it's not as heavy to like pick back up and then whip mm-hmm. it again. I like just throwing that weight around. But the weight is nice. Yeah. It, like with our varying dirt, the the weight consistency is mm-hmm. nice. They just chunk something up. You can just throw that weight yeah. in and just get a big chunk of dirt pulled yeah. out. Yeah. But you sometimes go too hard with it on accident if you're not careful. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> you can always add more. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> ah, the good old days. Good old days. Yeah. We had in those days we had our bench cutting. We had our tools. It's like each one, each person. Like I had the black and orange one, which is like the one I liked the most. You had have old blue. Mm, that's uh, mine. Yeah, I brought yeah. that. That's like yours. Yeah. Um, you always had the Rogo one that you like. We always like. Where's Where's mine at? Like, yeah, everyone claimed it's like, like a sign seat. <laughs> yeah, everyone claimed like their favorite tool for the day. I have I I have they're at the park, but I personally own the two. I think there's a 55A from Rogho. We have two of those. That's the short boy mine. that we spray painted blue. Yeah, well, I spray painted blue to significant. It was mine, and then other things got painted that color because we had that color. <laughs> yeah. And it was a protective thing after like cleaning them up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are the ones I, I did paint I some yellow recently. Yeah, I know. I yeah. saw that. Yeah. yeah. You just they didn't last long. And then I painted some of my tools um chrome and then some other <laughs> some other people took those. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like how you uh uh-huh yourself. <laughs> uh-huh. That's funny. I have no, yeah, the sh- the f- no ownership the f- over any tools. The anymore. flatty shovels, those have all. There's those are all shit now. There's like one good one in the park, 
There's oh, one good one in the spades park. or shit. Yeah. So Hayden, when I was working with him, he drove. He had to get some other things, and he drove all the way back to like the Briar Patch the first night I met, worked with him. Then came back. I was like, "You need some shovels." He's like, "All right, all right, I'll grab one." And uh, he came back and he gave me the one he grabbed. And I started slapping with. It. I was like, "Hey, I hope you grabbed the second one." He goes, "I did actually." The one he gave me, it like somehow got pushed in. So, <laughs> so the bottom. There's no flat part. <laughs> no, it was flat. The end had like where the, you know that beauting ends, wherever it's curved to give uh-huh. it the strength part. At the end of that, the metal was pushed up. So basically, every time you slap, that had a piece pushed down that would just like cut into the dirt. Nice. So you just put slap and it was like cut up dirt. Mm-hmm. Pack dirt, cut up dirt. Pack dirt, cut up dirt. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish for like shovels and rakes, there was some company that did like. The Roco rakes are good, but I wish like the regular, like our regular hard rakes, like a landscaping rake and then yeah. the leaf rakes. Like, I wish there was some company that did specifically like those types of tools and do it for trail building. Let's they were done about it and do it done really well and all that. And like some just there was a, a company out of England. I don't know if they went out of business or they just haven't produced in a while called I think it was Trail Shark. And they really? did like the sickest shovels of all time, and I never fucking bought one. And I wish I, think I did. I, like I would just if I could find a dialed flat like packing shovel that yeah. just had a really good wide yep. base to it, like I would buy that in a heartbeat. If you watch like a lot of the England English guys, like they'll post pictures of these shovels where it's a lot bigger, like flat part with less like curves on the edge of it. It's like it. A different type of shovel than I've like flathead shovel than I've ever seen mm-hmm. in America. Hmm. Those look sick. Yeah, the British ones like in the Matt Jones video. Yeah, whatever he was using, like it didn't have the the metal piece that connects to the wood handle. Yep. on the bottom, so it was a larger surface area of just flat. Yeah, that was nice. DM DM him. See see which ones he uses. Didn't... I should honestly. Yeah. Hit them up. Yeah, I have man. one. I have got one insane shovel at my parents' house. <laughs> I'll never bring it out here because it'll insane? get ruined. What's insane about it? The it is like the lightest handle I've. It's like the lightest shovel I've ever felt, and the back of it's perfectly flat and perfectly polished from slapping. Really, and it's so good, but. I gotta keep that one for a day when I really need it. <laughs> Special occasions Special only. Special occasions. Yeah. I was trying to like I was at Home Depot looking at shovels just randomly when I was walking through there, and um, it's they, a Home Depot shovel. It's they, one of their like base ones with the wooden handles. Fuck the what's the is it Milwaukee? What's the ones the red ones we have? It's like the red Wol- and black like Wolverine metal, or something. It's like the metal handle. Wolf, uh, uh, they had a wood one and they had yeah, a yeah, not uh, good. Like Those a, suck. a fiber handle one. The fiber handle one felt white, but the head on it was shit. Yeah. You know, it's just not worth it, but it felt like it would be like way like light. The oh. yellow handled fiberglass one we have is the actually spade. is actually mine. Not the spade. Um the flat head. Oh. But well, that I one like that, that you, one, but it's so heavy. Yeah. The one you spray painted uh chrome. Yep. I think that's the one that's the best one at the park. 
probably. That head was actually a head that had a no handle on it. It was behind Dongfang. I rehandled really? it and spray painted it. And that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. You got to have the like the lightweight and it's got to be a good head. You're right about like, the, the heads head. do get ruined with the rocks out here. Yeah. Like, they'll get bent to shit. You're right about the yellow one. The yellow one is heavy. I know which one you're talking about. I'll it's heavy, up, but it's know. good. Like the the flat part of it has a mm -hmm. slight like concavity to it yeah. to where it's hard to catch the front edge of it rolled up tip would be so nice if i had to yeah. design one like a little slightly rolled up tip just the slightest little roll to where you don't catch and, that when and you're just like push packing just so you can maximize the flat spot right you just yep. need to vary in to be rolled up just a little bit just the slightest little bit mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> write that down i'll cut this out we'll make them yep. we honestly like the the thing with shovel heads though it's like, like it's a stamped product right like doing something like that on a mass scale i'm not gonna do it it's hard to scale. do it's hard to do on a small scale too to keep it lightweight and keep to keep it strong like those shovel heads are good because they're it's a it's a stamped and then heat treated product yeah like they're yeah. easy fast to reduce but to produce something like that out of sheet metal would take a whole lot of work no so we just we find the manufacturer like you get the base and then all you do is the final tweaks you dial in the final tweaks you find the base you like the best but it's about like being able to re replicate that like the machines they have no, no, no. Yeah, they cut the blanks and then the machines they have to stamp them yeah like you like no. if you could fit that into the stamping process it would be insane well, that would be way better yeah right but for, i think you just go to them you get the best one you find and you buy those like semi-bulk then you take those to yourself and then you do some like final work to get them to how you think is basically what your trail standard is so you like have a machine to roll the edges up a little and you do that final touches and you pick your right handles so you're buying just like the head doing some touches to the head that you think make it better. And then you're picking the right handle for it. Yeah. And then you're putting your boys of Jared's place logo on it. Mm -hmm. Like bats off road recovery, yeah. toe strap. I mean, he just like made it yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he did. <laughs> just a yank him ropes. <laughs> just made it yellow and put his logo on it. That's branding, baby. Hey, I think we just need to make a shovel with the metal part that wraps around the wood instead of it being on the bottom, just it being on the top, and that would be a huge improvement. So you don't have that little dip thing, yeah. 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 The butt. The butt. The butt cheeks of the yeah. shovel. Yeah, the lot like the English ones, like they won't have the butt on them. So let's source some English ones. Mm -hmm. You could take a regular shovel cut off the piece that connects to the handle and then like re-weld that onto a, a nicer head. Basically. You could just fill in the butt crack with some weld. A little piece of uh, iron. You could. You could. Let's do it. It's really about weight though. The other half of it's handle too. Like A premium a handle experience? Yeah. <laughs> finding, I would, I've always thought about it. Like it'd be cool to do like a. Why is that so funny, Drew? <laughs> A, a, I really a want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but if we could find a good, it's about good source of, of a good source of ash or hickory. And really for like shovels, ash is probably your best bet. Mm -hmm. 
As far as weight and strength goes, like there's I really there's a, those two options. Keeping it sanded down and polished is the best thing. Good polishing process. What's the stuff that Kring said to soak it in? Linseed oil. Mm-hmm. Good but soaking. That's linseed like oil sealing it. Linseed oil is really good. Uh, there's another company you can find them at Home Depot. I'm blanking on the name right now, but it's a beeswax based oil. Mm-hmm. Um, that I like that stuff better. Than just straight boiled linseed oil. Yeah. And you have, like, you can't, it's hard to find good linseed oil now. A lot of it's really processed and not good. But there is, like, you need, like, true old school boiled linseed oil. Yeah. But yeah. you do need to keep your handles. Keeping it lubricated. Nice wet is best. Cause well, also for durability's sake, like, I think the saying is a a new handle, you should do it every day for a week, once a week for a month, and then every month, once a month for a year, and then after that every year, once a year for handles to keep keep the wood properly hydrated so it's not as brittle. Say that one more time for everyone. Write that down. Every day for a week. What are you doing every day? Once a week for a month. Once a month for a year, and then one time every year after that for a fresh handle. So just re-soaking it with the linseed oil? Yeah. That's a commitment. It's not much. That's like seasoning. It's really uh, not much. Cast, cast iron, iron yeah. skillet or something. Yeah. It seems like it because at first for, you're doing it every day, yeah. but then it gets easier and easier. For like a, a, a tool, a handle that you really want to last, especially if if you're doing the handle yourself, like that probably comes from axes where like, yeah, axes were a big trade. Yeah. Like axes were a main tool for a yeah. lot of people for their living. So like, even so, so more, so were hand tools for a while too. Yeah. Right. So, but, but yeah, like properly looking after your tools is definitely well, huge. I also remember, you remember that one, it's a rogue tool. It's a shorter, fatter, like hoe on one side, rake on the other side. And we put that that shorter handle on it. Yeah. And it completely changed that thing because that one came, it had like longer on it. It was right. It had the long skinny on it. And we just kept snapping handles on it. Yep. Because it was heavy. And what you'd use it for, you'd try to like chunk stuff up. And like that's when we went, so you were creating like shaved down a thicker handle that to fit me. into it. Yeah. yeah, you. And went like shorter, thick. And like you could make, like you could eat with that bad boy. It's the one thing I don't like about Rogo tools is. They don't use a standard handling system. Like they the base use, or whatever. I think it's one and one quarter inch tubing or a rectangular tubing that's, I think, a quarter by one and a half or two inches, like yeah. a rectangular tubing, which that one was. So it's really hard to find a good handle that fits mm-hmm. in that. And it's not a, it doesn't go through. It's a, it's a hole with with a, a butt at the end. Mm-hmm. So like a, an axe, you have a through hole yeah. where you put your handle in from one side and then you snug it up and it can get wider at the other end to, to press fit in where the Rokos is, rely a lot more on a, a good glue to seal it and can keep it from rocking. So it's it's hard to find good handles and it's hard to rehandle the Rokos. Yeah. Is Rogo, are they doing that because they're trying to sell their own handles or they sell extra handles? No, they don't. 
Um, they do that because of the material they build their heads out of. They use old agricultural discs okay. um, to build their handles. It's, and it makes sense, like, structurally why why they would do that. Um, but it's, it's just different from, like, a, a standard axe. Yeah. Like, how you handle a standard axe versus yeah. a roco. It's just completely different. It's more similar to a shovel. Yeah, that makes sense. You have a blind hole. The interesting intricacies of tools once you use them a lot. I mean, even to soft rakes, there's preferences on soft rakes. You're like, oh, I got to use that soft rake. That's what I'm saying, there dude. Is. We need to have like a trail building like tool company where we can like sell our favorite and all the products. I will say at least get the ones that are good. The yeah. DeWalt hard rakes, those are pretty good. Slap. They're not the lightest. They're but not light. They're good. Correct. And they're durable. And then not this most recent soft rake, but the one before that. The one that was like curved. It's like curved and yeah. has good teeth on it. Yeah. That one is my favorite. I kind of like the double layer teeth one. That's good for straights. For berms, the yeah. other one is yes. right. It's good for rocky ish or like small rocky straights. Because it'll stuff. flick it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. But if, if you're trying to work a berm, it has no flex yeah, to nothing. it and you fuck that turn up. Mm-hmm. Or you yeah. just have to really like know the right angle to go. But yeah, the flexibles ones are way better for like turns and stuff. So oh, right tool, right play. There's like the, you're like oh, yeah. just saw freaks, but when you use them enough, you're like ah, I really need that. And you one. use enough of them because we've bought so many soft rakes. We probably go through more than anything. Yeah, that or hard rakes. Like we go through those pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah, because the we overuse spots, again for what you're saying. We overuse them. Yeah, for what they're designed for. Our, so. our soft rake is a leaf rake. Our hard rake is a is a standard metal tine agri or like landscaping rake yeah and our like use case for them is a lot heavier and harder than a standard use case that's true yeah i mean you're right we've gone through a lot of hard rigs too pulled heads i've pulling i've re-welded several of them but those are hard to re-weld i'm not a good enough welder to like make it secure enough to where they just don't break again the pin that goes through the handle I think if we beef that up, then they're permanent. A lot of the, is it Milwaukee? What's the like red and black brand stuff that we have? It's not Milwaukee. It's not. It's not. What's the, what are the blades made by? The Diablo. Diablo. Is it a Diablo? No. No? It's some Home Depot brand. It's some Home Depot brand. Wolverine or something. Wolf something. I don't know. But a a lot of those will break on the, like the actual rake head, like right where it, enters the handle they'll break like poor quality yeah it's also like right there it's that really thin metal and a lot of this like stuff we're doing yeah sometimes we're like chopping the dirt with the rake which isn't the best for it we're aggressive with them we're yeah aggressive with they live a hard life or just chucking them down the hill there's not a whole lot of that not anymore but i would do that a lot yeah <laughs> I, i'd gently toss them to safe spots sometimes Gently. That's your intention, yeah. Yeah. Gently. Yeah. I've been looking. I look occasionally. I'm, I want to find, like, some cool old tool heads and, like, find them, restore them, and yeah. build them up. That stuff's always cool. Where are you looking? Yeah. We need to go to, like, barn finds. Or like I found, so I found this thing sales. a long time ago at a flea market, and I have it at my house. I've 
I used it in my backyard. It's dog shit. It's absolutely awful. It's basically like a, a steel like T handle about like three feet high. So like waist height, mm. you've got this T handle and it's got like just a flat blade sticking down on the bottom of it with like a, a place to put your foot on it. It's like for like chunking in dirt mm-hmm. and i bought it at this flea market i thought it'd be so sick for like cutting into clay and it's dog shit i think that's but for it was cutting like cool, sod probably it, but uh, it, it's like a it, but it, the the blade on it it's like five inches long mm-hmm. like it's a, a sod really blade. soft dirt so i saw something on the internets the other day it's basically like a flower box edger so if it's really probably it's, probably it's really soft edging, dirt yeah. or, or dirt or um, sod with good dirt under it, where you basically they showed it around a mailbox where they had grass overgrowing a flower you bed. You basically like stomp it in, and it gives you like a hard edge to do. You're like put mm-hmm. your dirt in and create your flower. And bed. If you're good, you can just do that with a flathead shovel. You can also go like, well, it gives you that hard edge, and you can easily go right next to the sidewalk too. Yeah. So when you hit the sidewalk, you know, like sidewalk and chunk that dirt in. Mm-hmm. Because even a flathead, you can't, like, it's weird to put the handle forward and try to get right along yeah. the sidewalk. I know. Just cut. Yeah, sharpen was... that bad boy up with a, uh, um. Oh, she's sharp as yeah, shit. Yeah, get it sharp. We cut yeah. right through some softer, not clay, probably, now. It'll get cut through clay, but over. clay's so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I, like, going and hunting at flea markets for tools. Flea markets, like, I feel like an estate sale of an old farm or something like that. You can find some cool stuff in there. Yeah, Yeah, that for sure. Flea markets are just kind of glorified yard sales. They are, but I still love flea markets. We should go to one. There's there's one in Somerville. Chris has told me about it. I forgot what it's called, and I forgot what days it's on. I think it's, like... Wednesdays and Saturdays every single week. Yeah. But he's told me about it. We need to go out there. Big Chris, not little Chris. I know. Um, there's Collinsville, Alabama, which is this small town just west of us, less than an hour away. Um, the, the whole town's basically just the flea market. It brings in that many people. <laughs> it's just, that's the big thing in the town. It'd be cool to go check out that one too. Yeah. Aren't you we go like Alabama out west, like but going through? I forget where it is. Isn't there like an antiques, like road? Like if you follow a whole path, there's like it's like a antiques network. It's like this. There's a couple states where it's just like with the antiques road show and something else made these places like really famous. Uh, no clue. Oh, okay, I'll look it up <laughs> later. Random. Yeah, you might. Yeah, that could be some random trivia for the knowledge area. I have. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like basically you can take like a road trip and you can go through all these like really obscure, like an- popular antique areas. Mm-hmm. Remember those shows they'd go and like the two guys would go around. It was all, I don't know what channels it was on. Probably when I had cable, like the two guys would go around and they always go bargain with people and like barn finds and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. What's that called? Um, like bargain pickers or something Bar- like that. It's something like that. Yeah. American pickers. American pickers. American pickers. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like they made this area of fame. Like those types of shows. Like yeah. made this whole like area famous, where people just start going like antique hunting through all these areas. I I like antique markets and flea markets. They're bad for me and and <laughs> the way that I always end up with shit I don't need. Indeed. But they're good because you never end up spending that much money on all the shit you don't need. Like. 
you get to do some good bargaining. You can get some good shit for a cheap price. For sure, for sure. It's shit you don't need at all, and it's not really good, but <laughs> you can get it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's you good. get yourself like a shipping container or storage unit if you're going to go What's do it? too much. I think it's called the Scott Market. I'm pretty sure, I'll have to look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Scott Market where I got that, that tool I was just talking about. It's down in Atlanta. It is a convention. Oh, yeah? There's a lot of art there, too, but they have a whole... They've got two indoor, like, huge warehouse spaces filled and then mm-hmm. a big outdoor pavilion. Yeah. It's a whole, like, get-up. My mom's brought me there a couple times. It's super cool, but we need to come down there sometime and I'll show you guys that. That'd be cool. We need to go back to the... We sell it on eBay store. Oh, up in Tennessee? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that warehouse of stuff. Didn't you get a Pelican case there for like 20 bucks? Yeah. What'd you do with that thing? It's back at camp. What's it doing? It's back at old camp. Uh, just uh, hanging out, watching over Remember, the place. We talked about that, I thought. We we went back there and got it. Well, and I thought it was on accident. It was on purpose. I left it open in the rainstorms. Yeah. For like a couple, cleaning it out. couple months. No, no, even better than that. I haven't cleaned it out because it had some random foam inserts glued into it before. Yeah. So it sat there in water and rain long enough that it like kind of dissolved the glue up and the foam stuff just came right out. Nice. It is a Scott, Scott markets. Where's it at? What's the address? What's the Facebook? The the next, the next day. Oh, that's 2024. The first day in 2024. Oh, uh, this weekend, actually it's in Atlanta, December 7th through the 10th. Hmm. The next like close one though is January 11th through the 14th. I'll have to go down there and check that out though. It's it's good fun. You yeah. can walk forever and see so many, so many random things. Right, there's all antiques and stuff. Good food court too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to go. You get to, yourself uh, some corn dogs, dude. Loaded corn dog with more, the chili it's more and like, cheese uh, on the corn artsy. dog. I used to go to, like the Yellow Daisy Festival with my mom at Stone Mountain. That's one of those like big old like artsy festivals. All types of stuff you buy. Like, Scott Marcus is artsy. Is it artsy it's too? a lot of art in okay, there. Yeah, but it, there is some cool like there's a lot of antiques too. Yeah, so that's kind of like Yellow Daisy Festival. There's like people that do really really cool woodworking, really nice like rocking chairs and tables yeah. and stuff like that, and then like really whimsical art, and then really cool outdoor art for like yard art and stuff like that. Some of it was like impressive and really cool because it was always like individual vendors setting up tents. Like here's like basically what yep. I make at my house and everything like that. But like some of you're like, damn, that's really freaking good. Yeah. But it's just like individual craftsmen and stuff like that. I like stuff like that. I remember one year, me and my brother almost convinced my mom to buy a little bonsai tree at the Scott Markets. Yeah. Nice. I wish we did. That'd be so cool to have a little bonsai tree. You can bonsai any tree. I know you can, but <laughs> that's too much work. You get the little prefab bonsai tree that dude tells you all the things you need to do to it. <laughs> the prefab. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Well, speaking about well, it was earlier. This has been a long tangent. What were we talking about? Nothing. Does it we even, never do. Does it even matter, Will? If you don't ask them, you right, know that let, we got caught go on, on a tangent, tangent, they just keep going with okay, it. Okay, go on the next tangent. Okay. Me and Jason found out the mountain ranges that we can see out west from our property. You can't see any mountain ranges out west from our property. 
You're the, I think you're thinking, taking Not, that statement too yeah, wide. Way in too terms west. Of west. So like, <laughs> yeah, west Easy of our property. What are you talking about you can see Cloudland you can from see our property. The freaking Rockies. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> Jason put those new contacts in, and he's over there fucking bugging, dude. <laughs> it's like I swear, just look out that way. These new contacts, they got twenty times zoom. <laughs> God damn okay, it. say it again. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Cloudland Canyon from uh, the park. Really? Yeah. That's that's the farthest northwest, isn't it? Mm-hmm, you can see it. It's the farthest distant mountain range that you can see at a property. Yeah. I don't know if you can picture it at the moment, but yeah. Once you go out there, it's that one. It's like a plateau out there. Yeah. That would be Cloudland Canyon. Hmm. How many miles is that from us linearly? Less than 50? Yeah. It's like 35, 40. Couldn't be 40. that much. Linearly is different than what GPS is about to tell you. I know, I know. We should sure. look at like, you know, at the top of hiking trails, they have one of those things that's laid out and it like yeah. has the mountain range. And... We were talking about that too. Yeah. You know what would be really cool for that? Binoculars right next to it and you have to pay a quarter to use them. Like I was, like uh, when you're going to see okay. the Empire State Building. I get where you're getting at, yeah, but I was also going to be money-related and say get the Eagle Scouts to do it for us. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We do got Boy Scout camp on the other side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially could do some work over there. So they can install the coin-operated binoculars for us. Yeah, but the money goes to us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the... Um, Free monsters. Yeah. The totally free monsters. Not anymore. No, I know. <laughs> but I do like when the monster rep comes out. He always brings the energy. Drinks. Brings the hype. <laughs> Perness. He's like, all right, all right. I gave out a good bit of monsters. Um, I think I'm going to grab some laps real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sponsor me. It's called customer relations. I'll drink all the monsters for you, man. You can also, off the backside of our property, you can see um, some of the peaks from Pine Log. And there's mm-hmm. a, a viewing spot at Pine Log where you can see our mountain really? range from it. Yeah, I know you can definitely see the Kohuta wilderness, but you can start to see the Blue Ridge Mountains out east from, yeah. from the backside. Yeah. And that's all like the Pinhotes that also go through our mountain over the next couple and then down that. Yep. So Pinhotes come through. The Snake Creek Gap. Mm-hmm. You can't say oh, we made it an entire hour plus without actually talking about disc golf at all. Oh, my yep. God. You brought so it Igor, up, though. Igor, uh, we're about to talk about it, so go ahead and turn it off. <laughs> that's good well Igor like our latest reel did he from uh, no he will oh, okay he'll like it then because he loves our disc golf talk he didn't oh, say, yeah. I don't know if he said he hated it he may have said he hated it but he's just like forehand <laughs> back yeah, I don't know I, I, I don't get it <laughs> it just means we gotta get him out there and play yeah. I bet that bad boy that's did. all it needs could put some freaking torque into that thing mm-hmm. and probably bend the chassis right I'm off pretty the sure line. Igor's played disc golf before where does he live Marietta area. Marietta. Ish. Uh, I feel yeah, like Kennesaw. if we got him, Crystal A, and us together, we could get some good disc golfing in. Yeah. We do need to do our uh, Mind Pountain 
tour with the disc golf. With Etowah? Yeah, with Etowah. We're going to swim across the river with our bikes and our bag to go play disc I'm just going to go up and over like the little top of the dam. Oh, there you go. It's the easiest way across. I Run play, away from all I the workers. I want to play Etowah, though. Etowah's... Etowah's sick. The front, I'd say Etowah's sick. The front nine's sick. It's the a back tricky nine one. is is more nonchalant. I wish it was kind of reversed because, like, the back nine's not as interesting after you've played the front nine. Like, yeah. the front nine's, like, so cool and different and interesting. And the back nine's just like, oh, okay, we're, like, back to regular disc golf. Yeah. But still would be fun. But we played our round a day. I think it was my first round in two or three weeks. It was a good, good round for me. Yeah, I played two rounds this week, and this was probably my worst round. Yeah, I, like score wise, I, I felt like I actually had some really good throws today, and I actually had some birdies today, and I put it really well today. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't connect everything at all today. Yeah, like my score didn't show that at all. <laughs> so did I, I really do that good? Did I really put that well? Probably not as an average, since my score doesn't show that. I putted really well today. My mid range, my mid range is pretty good. My drives were atrocious. Yeah, I guess it was fifty fifty. That's like there. There was a couple decent ones in there. Drive wise, there was actually one really. See, good that's one why in I there. say like I play okay. Is like I shot up like a plus eleven, but like you had so many trash throws where I just like, how did you even do that, Will? <laughs> My score sheet compared to Drew's. Drew and I were both plus three. His was like not a lot of colors. Mine was like. Blue orange, blue orange, blue yeah. orange, blue orange. <laughs> I, I went a lot of par, and you were just up, down, up, down to stay par. Yeah. Chaotic, chaotic even. Yeah. Yeah. Spicy even. Spicy even. Yep. I was, it was a spicy even through nine, and then lost a couple on the, the back nine. That'll yeah, happen. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. But a fun game. Mm-hmm. Drew and Blair got themselves a nice mystery box that Blair ordered how long ago? Like a month, month, two months ago now? Yeah, it was like a, like a little like a month ago. Pre-ordered a baby. Pre-ordered this got like a good unreleased disc of... 11 discs for like 100 bucks, 110 bucks. Yeah. So like 11 discs. At but like, really like cool ones. 10 bucks, like they're so cool. It makes me want to go... Buy some cool, fancy-looking discs. Like, yeah. They look so sick. The like the the prints on them are so cool. Yeah, like on the five main ones and everything are sweet. Yeah, it was one of those things. I was looking. There's a lot of cool ones out there right now, right? But then you start trying to find like putting together which are which are the cool ones and are the discs I want, and it starts getting like a little overwhelming as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it, there's some of those websites have so many discs, and when you're just trying to figure out, you're like, ah. Uh, I don't know where to start. And they have starter packs, but then like when I was looking at starter packs, starter packs are kind of lame. Yeah. Like once you're in, like to get into it, starter packs are amazing. Yeah. But as you're in it, I wouldn't bother with starter packs. Yeah. You don't, you're not getting anything exciting there mm-hmm. really. Right. You're getting just the basic stuff, which you've kind of already worked past. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to work past that with like some nice discs that like you gave me and you gave me to use and stuff like that. And like Jack gave us and stuff that I just started using, but like, some nicer discs to use over those times and ones I found and everything. They didn't answer the phone. Um, tried calling them back on the number on the back of it, but but um but then like so yeah, like it's the next thing is like I wanted like a fresh like set of good stuff, but like the starter packs were all basic. Not exciting graphics in them. Yeah. And um this popped up and it was like people were talking about it. They're like, it's actually good discs in there. 
good rubbers on like the main five yeah. and then the other ones are all good too so i was like that seems like fun yeah mvp's good at the moment because they have an established brand but they're also adding a bunch of stuff um so they're filling out their brand mm -hmm. with a lot of their pro lines and everything so it's cool to see what they're doing but for christmas i've asked for just a regular old mystery box from like yeah. this craft or whatever but yeah mystery boxes i think are better than starter packs yes i think the mystery farther boxes, you get in like intermediate players like us i think mystery boxes are good because it gives you a variety sure it's blind but yeah. you're gonna get a fairway a distance a mid-range mm -hmm. and a putter so you so what get about to try everything like starting to get like curated boxes what do you mean so like a curate like curating box styles or something like that so instead because mystery boxes we were talking about like they come directly from that vendor they choose because they're trying to use the mystery box to get rid of certain inventories and stuff like that so yeah. they choose and they ship the mystery box prepackaged. Mm -hmm. so it's like okay well like i want to do not starter packs not mystery boxes i want to do like curated intermediate packs yeah could be interesting i don't know like you'd have to do research into what makes an intermediate player because mm -hmm. i've been keeping up with like i've been the forums. I'm probably actually not even an intermediate i'm probably still considered a beginner yeah but what i'm saying is like i'm starting to see people that have played for a long time can not throw a distance driver like they can throw it but it's not going to do what they expect it to do because they don't have the arm speed for it yeah so they have to throw slower stuff so you'd have to get kind of what they're where they're at with their arm and everything so that's, it'd have to be a more in-depth curated and it would have curated, to be curated so then that's the right word for them it is curated at that point yeah it's like you're having to take in some details and then analyze that and say okay like this is the pack this is a slower arm speed pack or something yeah, like that. Something like the the comfortable ones, maybe a suggested faster one that could that they could work towards mm -hmm. or something like that. But that's like I mean that's and that's something that's a true curation. You're like, all right, I gotta yeah. not just build one or two, it's like someone like this, fill this need, fill this need. Mm -hmm. Similar discs, like there'll be crossovers and everything like that. Putters won't be too too different stuff like that but yeah it's hard to say because people Prefer there's so many preferences preferences too. people build their own bags they know what they like so it's hard to be like here's well, six new discs to what's try. also weird though is is like preferences can also be encouraged because like that's pro lines right preferences can be encouraged by someone else like they may have a completely different throwing style but they're like well he likes that disc i'm gonna like that disc yeah and it doesn't matter if the the width of the like um rim matches or feels good to them or not they just like that their favorite pro throws and they yeah. throw it the same thing like or not same but i have a random person i used to climb with that's like a really 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 good drone pilot and sells his own like basically branded drones and has like a motor drone motors that is like branded his he sells drones pre-built pre-wired exactly how he builds and wires and configures his drones with all of his settings preset into it, like all of his like sensitivity settings, all of his y'all settings, everything's preset into exactly how he flies and he'll ship it to a customer. They'll pay a premium for that. And like, 
most people that buy that can barely even fly that because it's his very specific settings based off of his flying style for the past 10 years of yeah. doing it that he's developed over 10 years and it's just like specific to him but people will buy and try to learn that flying style because they like freaking love him as a drone pilot yeah and they're like well if he can do it that's what i want to learn so it doesn't even matter if it's like you should start easy or anything like you can encourage preferences a little bit right which is like pro lines already that exist and stuff but yeah you should look past like you look past like i don't i think this rim feels good because broderick's like he loves it he says it feels good in his videos Mm -hmm. and you don't even know what you're trying to feel or like how to really throw like you're saying yeah like you're not even doing the same grip he does but you just like okay i think the biggest thing when looking in the new disc is filling them out and really like when you go and like search for it what you want to type in is rollo and and just buy a whole bunch of those Uh uh-huh make that your bag I did ask for one of those for Christmas. Hopefully I get that. I know. Is that a high roller one or something? It is a roll disc, but it's basically just an understable mid. So but like it, it can it, do crazy stuff. An insanely understable. Yeah. Like, it looks... It, it does things you wouldn't think a disc could do. Like You can throw it on an aggressive, uh, an aggressive hyzer forearm, and it'll just... It'll just bang left. Really? Yeah. It looks pretty crazy. And Igor, uh, that's not supposed to happen. So <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it does the opposite of what you would think, which is pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. I was talking to Drew about that where I'm at the point where like, I understand how to throw the, the discs I'm throwing with basically like no hyzer and hyzer or anything like that like i'm figuring out how to throw them straight with like a little bit of like fade in or just kind of letting them do their natural thing and that's where i'm starting to be like okay now the next level which is confusing is a slight word i just haven't uh, tested and played with it enough but is now like how does each one of those discs and their characteristics characteristics handle once you start putting hyzer or anhyzer into them yeah right and then understanding where those things start happening based off how hard you throw them so you can like plan the s out so if you know it's going to do a little bit of an s with how you put the hyzer on it so it's going to go and come back around yeah at what point in that path is it going to start and then come back around based off of how hard you yank it right so like that's really knowing a disc really in depth which is like i don't i barely mm-hmm. even see that like i'm trying to figure out that just a disc and the throw at a core and then you start adding in that extra depth to it it's like yeah. yeah it's also hard to tell people that you're really going to have a lot of fun after you throw a disc 5,000 times. <laughs> it's not. It, you can have fun a lot sooner than yeah. that. It doesn't take a thousand, 5,000 like, times. You but, can have a lot of fun, but like getting control of it is like a it, lot of it takes. Like, but once you have control, control of, of a disc, too. that's where fun comes in. Yeah, like, a different kind of fun. A different, like, true fun is like throwing a crazy line on a disc and like that's the line that you knew was going to happen you predicted it that's what you went for and it happened yeah Yeah. and And it's like park it you think throwing Mm -hmm. a a frisbee you throw it it's going to go where you throw it but it's just not how it is at all there's so many inconsistencies in there yeah so many inconsistencies in there one of my discs i have is a method which i throw a good bit it's described as a mid-range driver. It's a five-speed, five-turn, zero-fade, 
or five speed, five glide, zero turn, zero fade. And it, you throw it flat on a forehand, which it should go right. It goes left, but still stays flat. And then we'll turn right at the end. Mm-hmm. It's just like weird, it's crazy, but it's like fun to throw. And once you can predict that line, then you can throw it straight. Know it's going to go left around a tree and then fade right towards the basket. Yeah. That's on like six or seven. You do a four hands. You hang it out on the left side. Yep. After we come rain train tracks and then come back. What are you talking about? Yep. It's a yeah. uh, whole six. six. Five is. Five is train tracks. Yeah. Six yep. is coming back. Uh-huh. And then the tree yeah. is right in front of the pins. Like they always throw obstacles. And so you're like. Also, the pin's not just straight away, right? There's like a massive tree in front of the pin, mm-hmm. so you have to come around it. Yep. So your forehand works there where you like yank it out left, but then it still like drifts back around right and sinks in there. Today it did end it. End. Uh, I threw not. the essence <laughs> on that hole today and it flipped and went left. Yeah. So. But that is something where you're like, you're having to try to plan that like but arc around and drop it in. For me and my like, my still late beginner game, like that's <laughs> where the the fun has been for me is like, that's why I throw the boss so much yeah. because it flips and it's so fun to watch. Like, it's <laughs> so satisfying to throw a good boss drive it where it just it, like it is. Yeah, it and starts so out so high and so Anheuser, yeah. and then like comes back through, and then like you turns throw it right like a again. baseball, and it just goes so far, and I'm like, what the? It's like the sickest. Can't I do it's that? the sickest thing to throw and watch. <laughs> yeah, but it's also just such a stupid disc. I've also it, watched you get so frustrated with that thing too. So you did throw some of them out pretty vertical today. <laughs> I my my drives were terrible today. <laughs> I had some good mid ranges though. I was satisfied with my mid range and putts. Yeah, the approach game is pretty solid at the moment, but I had one good spike hyzer forehand hyzer with the boss it hit a tree but it would have been good on, oh, on 10, 10. Yeah. yeah fuck 10 yeah that i like um your buddy out at the course and this is another people play disc golf a different way so he's out there jogging his second round does mm-hmm. he jog his first round no he's usually pretty he'll he'll go out and throw multiples okay and play both of them Stuff so like he was that. out playing his second round. He called up to us. I'm like, you can play through. And he's basically like throwing and jogging to his uh, disc, picking mm-hmm. it up. And he He, he had a new disc today. I think he had the same pack as you. I know. He crushed 10. We watched him throw 10. He threw yeah. a beautiful shot on 10. He's a four, <laughs> forehand main player, so he knows. That shot on. was cracked. It was just pure Anheuser. I've just, ever, and he's probably thrown that shot, that same exact shot, a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But that shot was cracked. Yeah, it was good. It was nice. Perfect. Setup. It was cool to watch. That's the throw that I want to be able to throw on that hole, mm-hmm. but it, I just can't. I'm not that good. <laughs> You'll get it. Yeah, but that was cool. We were talking about it's. He's played Shannon a lot more, but I do like playing Shannon repeatedly because it allows you to keep trying those shots, and it's nice yeah. when you know what shot you're trying to make to yep. end up there. And like, new courses are really fun. Like I, when we played West Side, that was awesome. I want to go back and play that again. I like playing new courses. It's like yeah. a check in to see like how well you can pick a shot and nail that shot specifically, mm-hmm. and like on the first try or two. But then like. You go back and play Shannon, you're like, all right, let me really try this like line or let me try this this one again. Specifically on drives too, like playing a course over and over again. Like you figure out which discs you want to throw on which drives and then you can 
not have to work that again and again in the same game, but you come back so many times, you're like, all right, let me try this line again with yeah. this disc on yep. this hole. And says so you can you can start using it to get discs and throws dialed mm-hmm. a little bit and stuff. But so, then you take that and you apply that to a new course like Westside, and it's like, well, I know this disc is this this for me on this line on this hole here, so this hole looks about the same. Let me try mm-hmm. it here, and it's different, but it's that's fun too, like applying that. Yeah. Today was fun because I was playing with the backup bag. Yeah. Not what I would typically play with. It was fun to mix it up. You did good with your backup bag. Mm-hmm. The strike started to flip on me towards the end the sh- of the day. You had but- <laughs> some really good drives yeah, with your and strike. Yeah, some really bad ones. You think it's something like as you're getting a little more tired so you're not putting as much power behind it or just like it's so specific? I think it started to flip when I was trying to do like a specific shot shape. Um... When I hit the shots that I was trying to do, I hit them. But if I was trying something I wasn't super confident with, like on 15, I was trying to go out wide. Yeah. But it kind of went straight, and it still worked out, but I was trying to go out wide like I typically do. And that one just kind of got away from me. But it's probably is tired because definitely felt the shoulder from the other day. Yeah. So it's interesting, though. Can keep ripping them. Yeah, it was. I hadn't played in a while, and back to back rounds like that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I was just doing a little cleanup, slap packing at bucks, and I was like, "Man, my shoulders are tired." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Hadn't like you hadn't thrown in like two weeks and went through multiple rounds. I was like, "Man, yeah, all right." That'll happen. That'll yeah. happen, especially when you got all that power you're putting into them chassis. Twist it right off the yeah. line. <laughs> Talk crazy, dude. <laughs> I told I, I, it doesn't take long. Like I've just now started getting disc disc reels in my algorithm, and within like less than a week of heavy disc reels in my algorithm, I'm already getting a disc like a disc golf plus fast and furious real combo <laughs> <laughs> and not so much torque when i, I went off the line it, it twisted the whole chassis an og fast and furious one like the original fast and furious uh meme too i'm like god that's good that's good <laughs> and it had- i saw one with that same thing but it was me 16 year old me explaining the power of my cut off exhaust to my 14 year old neighbor <laughs> so much torque when i went off the line it twisted the whole chassis <laughs> that's such a good movie let's have a movie night let's saturday night saturday night saturday night will you want to watch original fast and furious yeah. sunday night we can watch the second one uh, i'm too down fast, i furious. probably won't be here this weekend but yeah but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we should do a movie night. Yeah, fat, original. We'll start. At the, we'll go through all the Fast and Furiouses. Can we watch it at the shop on the shop Wi-Fi though? Yeah, because that's always fun trying to watch stuff on the shop Wi-Fi. Yeah. It's about to get better. We're working on it. If you made it all the way here, you can get some. We of the have details. got a sick tetherball pole out there. It's coming in. We're waiting on the. <laughs> We're waiting on the the ball and the string to come in. We're gonna duct tape the string to the ball. But if you've probably seen it out there, 
yes, we have tetherball. It's going to be sick. You, you can re- actually tell them. Do you, do you remember before? Do you remember, Chris? I and mean, were you there the next morning? No. So we were over at the fire Friday race weekend. Kyle, Chris. Chris is Kyle's friend. Chris, Kyle, all of them. And we started talking about tetherball. We talked about how like awesome tetherball is. Tetherball is awesome. If you haven't played tetherball as an adult, it's a great freaking time. It's like volleyball, but you don't have to be good, right? Like, there's no way the volleyball is going to hit the ground and like the round is just over. There's no actual skill to tetherball. <laughs> there it's is just like it's just like be tall and hit the ball hard. Oh, there is skills. You got to know the angles. You got to know the angles. You got to know how to stop the angles. And once you like. Yeah, but how many times does the ball have to go around the pole for you to figure that out? All the way like around. twice, and then you've completely figured out the whole game. No, because the game <laughs> changes because the angles change as it gets closer to the pole because the string gets shorter. Once you get the momentum going, like you're fucked when you're within like the last third of the string because it goes faster and faster and you just keep it going. Like stopping it there, playing defense is hard. You don't know. You want to play some tetherball? Let's go. You want to tell me it's easy? Let's let's see. Well, once this ball and the string comes in, fucking play, dog. That's basically like yeah, that's the same thing Chris was saying. That's the way the conversation went Friday night with Chris too, to the point we were pulling up YouTube videos showing him tetherball. He's like, "Why are you like? It's tetherball. Like it's awesome, man." And so the next morning he's a little hungover. He's coming over to the bathrooms, and I'm out there getting like ready for everything. I'm like, Chris. He's like, "What?" I was like. So you got a tether pull, uh, tether ball pull up already this morning, right? He like looks over. He's like, "What the fuck, man!" <laughs> yeah, I was what like, are you talking like, about? Do you, you think I was kidding? Like, like, yeah. Josh is bringing the ball and string into this morning when he comes. Like, you ready to play? He's like, "You're kidding, right?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm kidding." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pull out front is for Starlink, sponsored by MTB Atlanta. And yes, we will have customer Wi-Fi. We will. To answer all of your questions, we will have customer Wi-Fi. We will. Look at that. How about them apples? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Blair's blocked everything on it. You can check your email you and get check. your address back to your house. Go on, get. You can send text messages. Yeah. You can send messages and you stuff Pull like up that. your maps and stuff, but... Yeah. Ain't no streaming YouTube out there. No, sorry. <laughs> Lame. You gotta see how it works. Like, we all, Rick, you know, start- Igor's trying to watch the new Matt's Off Road Recovery Sunday episode on Sunday when he's out there at lunch. <laughs> we, we have to test it, right? So it's Starlink's good, but Starlink's good until yeah. you have, you know, 60 people there on a weekend trying to all access it. So we're gonna, it's gonna be limited and throttled and controlled a little bit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see how it goes and then yeah. start building it up from there. But I mean, shout out to MTB Atlanta for that awesome partnership. They always take care of us and we try our yeah. best to take care of them. We're pumped on that. Yeah. Because it means less people asking. Less people asking. We actually do have Wi Fi now. Yeah. Well, it's not quite done. It will, but... People will still be asking, but we can at least tell them yes yeah. instead of no. Yeah. It'll be once it's ready, there'll be an open guest network, MTB Atlanta. Have to accept the terms and agreement, and it'll give you some basic internet. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's nice. So. Mm-hmm. so that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. What started that? What, what were you talking about? Tetherball. Oh yeah, tetherball. <laughs> <laughs> tether but we do. Well, need to get- my tetherball comment was about the Starlink pole that's <laughs> oh, up yeah. in the parking lot now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's Wi-Fi. It's not tetherball. 
But we do need to get It some could meat. be tetherball too, though. Imagine, like, and if you the hit the Starlink panel, that. like, if you send it high <laughs> enough to hit the Starlink panel, that's like minus one point. Tether and then ball. you have to play again. <laughs> tetherball doesn't take up a lot of space, it's pretty contained overall. Uh, in the middle of the pump track, down from the fire pit a little bit would be a great spot. We can make a little level, clear. But you out. do an extra long rope so you can hit a little child riding the pump track? It's not really actually, it can't do it till it goes to the ground. It has to be right above the ground when you play tetherball. So you do a really high pole with a longer string. It extends right? the length of the game. You could do that. It'd be really, like, you'd have to be really tall to, like, really have that in game strat. Or stuff you have like to just hit the ball really hard. So the tetherball. Is obviously going to be coin operated, right? And then it's going to drop the ball mm-hmm. for the ball. Okay. Cool. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. How much cash you got? <laughs> you put the you put the rope on like a motor that goes no down one inside. Even wants to play tetherball anyways. <laughs> and then you're going to make them pay to play. It's like, bro. God. Why, of right? all the of all the activities like cornhole, horseshoe, like there's a lot of good and like simple activities we could bring to the park. Like tetherball is just not one of them. <laughs> Dude, you say that like I'm gonna buy a tetherball pole, put it up just so you can play a couple times and realize how fucking fun it is. It's fun. It's way more fun than you remember. Mm. You could be out there playing one player and two players. You can and just out there for hours. The one game I really liked was Foursquare. Yes. Like if we had one four square with gravel, you know how spicy <laughs> that shit would get dog? With gravel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, the ball hits a rock and it just goes not where you think it's gonna go. I, I gotta look at, go on Amazon. You got your phone up, Drew. You, how much Amazon tether ball. Amazon a four square court. <laughs> so you can <laughs> <laughs> Why would you just not draw it on the ground? <laughs> we can play a... They, they ship you a concrete slab. We can play four square. Must have forklift to offload. We can play four square at Back Barry when we're uh, playing disc golf. That one uh, awning thing back there. Uh-huh. Yeah? They have four square lined up there. Hell yeah. 30 bucks. For a four square court? <laughs> no, For tether ball, one. pole, string, and ball? That's what it says. Tether ball set. 40 bucks? Okay, we're about to find out how fun tetherball is as an adult. You're going to see, Will. So, 30 bucks? Yeah. For a pole? See? See how good? That's good. That's good classic Order fun that for shit, $30. Dog. Order that shit. <laughs> that's good classic fun for $30. You're going to find out. I'm, I'm sure will. You're going to be up. good. You're tall. Yeah. You're like, you got long arms. That's put, it up, put it up in the dog park. When you did that hole, you might hit the septic tank. That's all right. Just keep going. <laughs> Just that's keep a going. pressure release, release valve. You know? If we yeah. had like a soft you ground a, area. A tube in the middle of the dog park that just fumes. Dude, I'll go oh, there. Disgusting smells. I'll go yeah. there and play tetherball with Chance. Could we put the tetherball next to the spike Chance ball? Chance sucks at jumping dogs. Spike ball is really fun too. Spike ball is very fun. Spike ball is the same as yeah. tetherball as in like it's an easier volleyball. Mm-hmm. Spike ball is a blast. We need a sand pit. You can play tetherball in the sand. Yeah. So just basically a big old sand, sand pit. pit and yeah. one side is tetherball and one side's mm-hmm. spike ball. Yep. You never play spike ball? Well, you Googling it? <laughs> He's over there. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Pro what championship. What is no, 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 no. I'm looking up nine square in the air. Have you ever played that? What? It's like four square, but it's a big like. Yo. It's yeah. nine squares, but they're above you, and you have a big like 
pool like a so you have to play volleyball style like up and over. it's like you go up instead of down dude you, we just went from 30 dollars to 649 dollars. <laughs> easy killer <laughs> easy i'm just saying i feel like let me look up spike ball i've, I've forgotten spike ball is like very much volleyball but you hit the ball down into oh yeah the yeah, net yeah we had versus, spike ball in wrestling yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun spike ball is fun it was fun yeah Get competitive yeah same thing though. It's like it's easier than volleyball, right? Like tetherball is like volleyball, but it's easier. Volleyball is pretty easy. It's not beach volleyball, like two on two. I think it's like a little harder. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Volleyball is not very easy. Especially if you play with like good people. Yeah. It gets difficult. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I thought we were going to wrap it up and then we started talking disc golf. And then I don't know how we ended up. I'm ready. That. Let's do it. We got an early morning. In the I know. I know. I know. Well, yep. Cut it. I don't cut even it know if it opens that early. We got <laughs> I know Blue Cup don't. We all no. got to be up early in the morning to eat donuts. Oh, did anyone text Josh about bagels instead of donuts? Jason did. Oh, hell yeah. Is he bringing in bagels? No, he said there's no bagel place open at 5 a.m. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So. Donuts. All right. Donuts well, it is. Come play some tetherball with us, y'all. Yeah, come on. Okay, yeah. Come if you're if you're still listening to this, we know you, we know you can come out in the rain this weekend. So come out in the rain this weekend. It'll be a good time. Yeah. It's definitely it's worth it. It's fun. It's different. Mm-hmm. May not out. even rain. It might not even. Anything. Seventy percent is like it's probably gonna rain, but not for all of the day. Hundred percent is probably gonna rain all of the day. Sixty percent and below is like it might rain, it might not. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Anything like thirty percent and below, it's not gonna rain at all. That's basically the rule of thumbs on that. So just come on out, anyways. Yeah, that's science, guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. We love you. We'll see you. Okay. Thanks for listening. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Josh is coming out with the Narnomies. Let's see if he listened all the way to the end. We're going to see you out tomorrow, Josh and Josiah. Shout out. He's going to text us, yeah, I'm on my way, like when he's 15 minutes away from the park when he makes it all the way to the end of the podcast (laughs) on his hour and a half drive and the hour and a half podcast. (laughs) On the way. (laughs) Nailed it. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow, Josh. (laughs) All right, then. It's morphin' time!